let's get right to it today because we're going to talk about monkeypox again. Uh, we spoke about it last night, but five cases now, three more confirmed today by the Public Health Agency of Canada, uh, bringing again the total to five. The first ever cases of this rare infectious disease recorded in this country, all believed to be in the Montreal area. Uh, but Canada's Chief Public Health Officer, Dr. Theresa Tam, was out today talking about this, says a couple of dozen possible cases in Quebec are being investigated, and it still isn't clear just how widespread it might be. I think at the beginning of any outbreak, we should cast the net wide to try and understand the transmission routes. We don't understand it enough. There's probably been some hidden chains of transmission that could have occurred for quite a, a number of weeks, uh, given the sort of global uh, situation that we're seeing right now. So we shouldn't rule out um, you know, new things that we might learn um, as, as we go along. Uh, this is an unusual situation. Unusual to say the least. First discovered in 1958, monkeypox is caused by a virus that belongs to the same family as the one that causes smallpox. It's not very contagious in a typical social setting and risk is low, but nearly everyone in this country is susceptible because routine vaccination against smallpox ended decades ago. Deputy Chief Public Health Officer Dr. Howard New uh, says monkeypox is relatively more mild, but health authorities are taking it seriously. In terms of, you know, vaccination campaigns, I think in Canada it stopped in the early 70s. And so I would say generally that the entire population uh, is, is susceptible to this, uh, to, to monkeypox. Joining me now is Dr. Isaac Bogosh, an infectious disease specialist based out of Toronto's General Hospital. Uh, thanks so much for your time tonight. My pleasure. Happy to chat. Uh, this, this feels like it couldn't come at a worse time, but uh, what are we dealing with? Well... You know, this is uh, it's certainly a, uh, an outbreak of a, a virus. We don't really see much of this virus outside of Central or Western Africa. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's occasional uh, case of this gets exported. And, you know, there have been known cases to pop up in uh, the UK or in the United States from uh, travelers to that, to that region. And, you know, it looks like we're having a bit of a larger outbreak now. There's been cases detected in multiple countries on multiple continents. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to grumble along for a while. I think we're going to see more cases before uh, this starts to get better because uh, it, it does take some time to identify the cases and ensure that there's appropriate contact tracing that's conducted. So I think we're going to see, unfortunately, more of this for the next little bit. Um, I gather this is excessively rare, though, outside of, outside of, uh, of Africa. And also, a very few of these cases seem to have any direct link back there. Uh, what, what, does that make it all the more challenging? Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, you know, there there likely are ongoing changes that uh, were acquired, you know, locally, for example, here in Canada or locally in the United Kingdom, and and they didn't have any uh, contact with a, a traveler directly. And you know, this this just makes it harder. It just means that there's more community spread of uh, of this infection and it just takes time to identify those cases and ensure that people get the proper care and are informed about isolation and not not infecting other people so yeah that's that's the that's the issue unfortunately is that it it, it will grumble along for a while until uh until this gets under control unfortunately uh, what does it do what, what are the symptoms yeah i mean it's a viral infection the, i mean the closest relative is smallpox but it's certainly on the milder end and not not really uh, um, as nearly as severe as smallpox was. Remember, smallpox is eradicated from uh, from the planet, thank God. 
Uh, so basically, people, the typical presentation is someone might be exposed to this virus, and there's about a two-week incubation period, sometimes a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit shorter. And, and you know, people will typically present with a fever, a headache, uh, some swollen lymph nodes, and then uh, a characteristic rash will appear. You know, the closest thing people might recognize is um, the chickenpox. This is not the chickenpox, but the rash can can sometimes re resemble that of the chickenpox. You remember when if people old enough who had the chickenpox, they might remember that the this the chickenpox rash sort of popped up one little pox at a time, and and then resolved uh, a bit by bit. Typically, with uh, monkeypox, the classic uh, description is that the skin lesions tend to appear uh, simultaneously. And they're roughly the same age, and then we'll start to resolve roughly at the same time as well. Luckily, most people have uh, an infection that's on the milder end of the spectrum, but you know what? It has been known to cause more significant illness as well. It's just that that would be an uncommon presentation. It must be challenging, though, for for anyone in your field to deal with something that you really haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, it certainly, but this that that's that's a good point. But again, like many of us in infectious diseases have uh, studied and focus on travel and tropical medicine. So, you know, it's fair to say, let's, let's just be totally honest, like this is an infection of Central and West Africa. Uh, there's a, a category of infections, they're, they're literally called neglected tropical diseases. And they're called that for a reason. It's because they're not uh, they, they really impact uh, tropical countries, typically lower income countries. There's just not a lot of research or attention paid toward these because uh, uh, they, they don't impact high income places. And, uh, and, you know, it's not that there's nothing known about these, but there's not nearly enough known about these. Although this infection has been known to exist since the 1950s, and there certainly are uh, studies and research on it, just not, not as significant. So, you know, we certainly uh, will learn a lot about this infection from this outbreak, but uh, it's not like we're starting from scratch, like with COVID-19. I understand that smallpox vaccine is one, one potential way of at least treating healthcare workers or treating some people who need to be treated, but that's very hard to come by now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't go down to your local shoppers and ask for a smallpox vaccine. I don't <laughs> yeah. think they'll have it in stock. But, but yeah, there are stockpiles of uh, uh, smallpox vaccines. There absolutely are. And, um, you know, for example, in the United Kingdom, they're doing what's called a ring vaccine strategy, where if they do find an infected uh, individual, they'll look for all the close contacts of that individual and they will vaccinate them. And I think that's a really smart approach. I mean, this is how you can quell these uh, these outbreaks quicker. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the smallpox vaccine is the same vaccine for monkeypox. It, it does provide cross protection. And there's people of a certain age listening who probably received a smallpox vaccine. The vaccine programs globally stopped around the 1970s in some places in the 80s. And it's, you know, th that vaccine effectiveness might have waned with time, but it is still thought to provide some protection. How concerned should the general public be right now? Because of course, something like mon monkeypox, we're coming, you know, we're still dealing with COVID. A lot of people are on high alert about infectious disease. How concerned should the general public be about, about this? You know, I would never want to sweep anything under the rug and say it's nothing. Certainly, I think we should at least raise an eyebrow and, and take this seriously. Uh, you know, fortunately, everything we know about this infection, and we don't know everything, but everything we know about this infection is that it does cause a milder end of uh, the spectrum of illness. It's vaccine 
the vaccine is is effective. Um, uh, you know, there have been outbreaks of this uh, in in West and Central African countries, and you know, it hasn't, for example, uh, exploded all over the world it, like a like a COVID-19 did. And again, that's not to say it's going to be a nothing event. I think we, we've got to take it seriously and we've got to find those cases and we've got to educate the public and we've got to provide support for infected people and we've got to provide uh, prevention for those who might have been exposed. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it, it is going to grumble along. Again, no one has a crystal ball, but I, I don't think this is going to be, you know, COVID part two. We certainly, though, I imagine, anticipate that there are many cases out there that we don't know about because it appears to be it appears to have circulated already. I, I suspect. Oh yeah. Oh oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, there we're going to hear more uh, about more cases for sure uh, over the next few days and weeks, and it's probably going to take a bit of time before uh, this starts to tail off. Doctor Bogosh, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day.